Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast for a guy with a film degree. And a guy who's starting to question whether or not we should watch new releases that are streaming in comedies anymore. Talk to you about movies. This week, our first review is the brand new Hulu original comedy, The Binge. Our thoughts on this movie coming up next on Brownie Points. All right, everybody. Our first review of the week is the brand new comedy film debuting on Hulu. It is called The Binge. It is brought to us from director Jeremy Gerlich, and it is written by Jordan Vendina. It stars Skylar Gisondo. I hope that's how you say that. Gisondo? Skylar Gisondo. Let's say that. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> My name is Skylar Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> It also stars Dexter Darden. <laughs> it also stars Dexter Darden, Eduardo Franco, and the one and only Vince Vaughn. If you have not watched The Binge but wanted to hear our little hot take on this movie, the film itself is set in the near future where all drugs and alcohol are illegal, but one day you can go on a binge and get as high or as drunk as you want. Kind of like The Purge minus the violence. So, okay. Or two weekends ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Only with alcohol. No one did drugs. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And everyone was of age and no one drove. Chill out. Yes, yes, yes. Let's make that clear. Uh, (laughs) Even though we didn't have to. Uh, (laughs) But yes, that is... Lawyers! (laughs) But yes, that is the setup for our first review of the week, The Binge. I will start off with my quick hot take on this film. I... Dude, can we get a good comedy this year? I <laughs> I can't remember can the last time we had a good comedy in the on past the show. seven years? What? Can we get a good comedy in the past seven years? We had Good Boys last year. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, The Good Boys was great Can we get year. two good comedies in seven years? <laughs> oh, I know we had a better... I know we had another good comedy besides that. But no, like, just... Man, this year, alone with The Lovebirds and Eurovision and this, I... It's better... Okay, it's better than Eurovision. I laughed, like, three times. But that's more than Eurovision with zero. Oh, no, between between those three... Zero. <laughs> Between those three films I just listed, The Binge is definitely the funniest out of them, but at the same time, it's just... Uh, listeners, I watched this uh, as of this taping three days ago, and I i mean, I can more or less recap I'm the, forgetting stuff. I can more or less recap the plot, but its it's just so... You've seen this movie before. You've seen these tired... Just this tired formula of just three male best buddies, but this time it's actually culturally diverse instead of three white guys. So, I mean, it's got that going for it. But after the initial setup of just like, oh, we're in an America where you can only get really messed up on drugs for one day. What do you do with it? You just kind of 
do the same thing. Like, we have to get to this party, but oh, we run into obstacles while we're trying to get to this party. So, while we're trying to get to said party, overcoming said obstacles, we're gonna get messed up. But the conceit of this is that this is the one day of the year they can get messed up versus just, oh, well, we're having some problems and the only way we can get out of them is getting messed up. Like in Superbad, where they got messed up way before they even got to the party at the end and just, ugh. Oh, this movie's really, really bad. I I did laugh a couple times. Uh, we can break them down a little bit later in the spoiler section, but some minor positives I do want to give to this. Um, I I like Skyler, the 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 main actor in this. I like Skyler. I've seen him in much better. By things the way, than did this. you know that that was the brother from Incredible Spider-Man Two for Gwen Stacy? No, I and, and Incredible Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man, whatever the movie, who cares? I mentioned that he was in the movie last week, but I didn't know who he was, and you and you were just like, oh, okay, and now you figured out who he actually was before I did because I didn't care to look it up. <laughs> that was the only thing keeping me awake through part of the movie. Um, another positive I want to say is I like Dexter Darden, uh, his best friend. I actually think Dexter Darden. That is guy's the funny. best part of the movie. Oh, that guy is the best part of the movie. Hands down. Dexter Darden is the best part of this movie. He is actually pretty funny throughout the movie. Um, Eduardo Franco, he does have a couple really funny one-liners in this movie. Is that the long-haired goth kid? Yeah, yeah. Eduardo's got some really funny moments in this, but, like, they're kind of few and far between. And then Vince Vaughn. I, I want to know what convinced Vince Vaughn to be a part of this movie, even though I did laugh very, very hard at one specific scene that he had. But is it is it the is it probably the fact that he gets to play fratty Vince Vaughn, but with a mustache, and claiming he's different? No, there's a specific party that he goes to, and that sequence where he's at said party actually made me laugh really hard because I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but um, overall, like yes, there are sprinkles, no pun intended, of moments I did genuinely laugh at here and there. They just happen so far and in between. This movie has sprinkles, but no brownie. Exactly. There are moments that are really funny, but they're so isolated that... <clears throat> oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> they are so isolated in between the dreck of just this tired, rehashed, we've seen it before, I don't care how creative the setup is. Like, cool, you have a cool setup. You do nothing else original with it. Like, coincidentally, what this movie is making a parody of, The Purge. The first Purge also had a really cool setup and then did nothing with it. So, on our scale of rating, I, a borderline contender for best film of the year is a movie so good that you not only get a full pan of brownies, you get sprinkles, icings, all the fixes on top. A pretty good movie overall, uh, overall is a full pan of brownies. A so-so, whatever, 50-50 is a half pan of brownies. A pretty bad movie, maybe one or two good things, is a single brownie. And it may have sounded like I was about to give the binge a single brownie, but I'm going one step lower because I do consider this one of the worst films we've seen this year. Uh, whether Wherever it ranks on our list, we'll make that up later. But this movie is so bad that you do not even get a brownie. You get a cookie full of raisins. That's where I'm ranking this. I'm giving this a cookie. Yes, I did laugh a couple of times, but no, this is just overall in between the handful of laughs I had, this was just a painful movie to sit through, and I, ugh, I don't, I don't like it really at all. Uh, Nick, what is your hot take on the binge? Did you like it more than Lovebirds? 
yeah, I liked it more than Lovebirds and Eurovision, but like that's not really a high bar to cross. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm I'm just asking because I, I know obviously we both hated Eurovision the most out of those three, just because it was so terrible for its length. But Lovebirds is one of those ones where it's kind of splitting hairs. I like this better than Lovebirds too. Uh, well, wait. What about Eurovision? You obviously like this more than Eurovision. Eurovision's one of my worst movies of the year. That's me. That's me with the Lovebirds. The at, at least right now in this moment, the Lovebirds is the worst film that we saw this year. Yeah. Um. But that's not like we said. It's not really helping this movie. Yeah. It's <laughs> movie not, again, it's not. A, it's not a high bar to cross to be I'm, better than the Lovebirds. <laughs> movies like this are making me matter and matter at coronavirus in 2020. And really, what it is is I hate the fact that we get a glimmer, a shimmer of light of hope of oh there's a new movie and then it's just some guy having diarrhea on our tv for an hour and a half to two hours i'm really tired of I feel, that happening this year <laughs> i feel so bad that like for the show we watched both of these like or like this and our other movie formally while at the same time like you for your reasons your very justified reasons both of the movies i saw in theaters one i pretty much liked and then the other one i was 50 50 on but both of those movies were so much better that we're actually formally reviewing for the show <laughs> yeah it's I, I i'm just getting i just feel really... bad that you i just feel bad that you can join me on either of these other movies instead of the binge like well, we'll it, we're honestly suffer we suffered through this together at least it it honestly is kind of starting to wear me down a little bit where it's like I'm not kidding. If you say, like, when you say we've got a new release that we're going to watch on streaming, I actually get mad because I'm like, okay, this is not going to be above a half pan. Like, I just assume it's not. Well, fact, thankfully, I assume, I assume we are it's now. Going to be a brownie. Well, thankfully, now we're in September and the award contenders should start actually start coming out. I know that doesn't really mean that much for you, but at least they're going to be better than this direct that we just sat through like <laughs> um, at least they're gonna try I, to be better i i laughed in this movie i will give it that um it's not like i said it's not eurovision i laughed um three to five times roughly i don't really remember i don't remember the jokes i really barely remember anything about this movie other than it really is just sex drive like but it's sex drive with the purge where it's just a no, it's super, teen, no, it's super it's a teen bad. high school sex drinking rock and roll party comedy, except for they're just like, well, we based it around the purge, and Vince Vaughn is playing a straight guy in this. It's I, I hate this movie. Um, I I thoroughly disliked watching it. I gave it a cookie. Um, this was so stupid. Um. I remember having a glimmer of hope after watching the trailer. Like, I think I said to you, well, at least I'm not, I'm not totally losing my mind over how terrible this is going to be. Like I did with Eurovision. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to like it. it Honestly, it's like what I said with Kamel Nanjiani. It's got to prove me wrong at this point. If you tell me that we're going to watch a streaming comedy, I'm expecting to give it a single brownie. Like, if you get a half pan, that's a miracle at this point. Um, this movie sucks. I don't really remember any of it. Um, the sidekick is the best part of the movie. I don't really understand why Vince Vaughn wanted to do this. Um, other than to remind us he's alive. Um, 
maybe I don't know. He was just he in a Mel Gibson movie last year. What do you mean? <laughs> he had to pay off a boat. I don't know, but I just my God, man. What happened to you? Like, I know I know that you didn't have great range, and I know that you didn't have like the great some of the greatest characters in cinema history. You're not like if I see you in a movie, I expect you to not be tolerable at this point. What the hell happened? Uh, I have one theory. Do you want to hear it? It might be a little charged. He sold out for money? Or he wasn't Uh, that good to begin with? Uh, he might be one of the only mm, conservatives in Hollywood. Excuse me. Mm. Dude, keep the politics out of it. Um, no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying that it's, no, 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 I'm not going deep into that i'm just saying that it's not very likely that you get a lot of opportunities if you happen to be of one side of the political spectrum versus another and i will leave it at that i'm just saying his roles suck in the movie he's coming at, come, come out with lately are terrible um i i will say if you say we've got a new release coming up that we're gonna watch streaming and it's a comedy i'm i'm honestly gonna ask you to just not watch it for a while like We've talked before where we try not to miss movies for the show or avoid movies for the show, but it's this year's been pretty draining to begin with, and it's like, honestly, can we just skip the thing we know is going to be terrible? <laughs> because it's a streaming comedy in 2020. Uh, we can move to spoilers a- now, too. I, I, God, this movie. <laughs> if it's a comedy, I may take that into consideration when making the schedule from now on, but luckily... If it's a comedy, I mean, well, I'm, I'm I mean, going to claim technical difficulties the entire week. Luckily, we shouldn't have that many comedies to watch. If not, they should technically be like award contender comedies again because we're now in September. <laughs> Thank God, award stop trying. Are coming out. Thank God, stop trying to lift my spirits. <laughs> I'm just saying the movies theoretically should be better outside of the one big ensemble movie that comes out in December that has like. 15 stars in it and it's gonna be this joyful like uplifting movie that ends up being garbage like seven pounds or uh oh my god there's always or cats like there's always one movie that has like 15 stars and like we're gonna win all the oscars and then it ends up being a giant piece of crap uh <laughs> but anyway yeah let's go ahead and go into spoilers with the purge binge um I'm, I pulled my notes up here. I mean, you called you have, it the purge or the binge. Thank you. Yes. The binge. I, yeah. Cause it's a parody of the, the purge. Forgive me for that. It brain fart. Uh, I mean, do you have your notes up here? Um, I know you still don't do notes like I do like, uh, versus just, <laughs> I don't think I sent that many notes on this movie. No, you didn't. No. I remember you did send me like five notes and I sent you like 20, like, <laughs> Uh, I'm the, uh, hang on a minute. Oh, actually, here, while you're looking the at pro- him. The problem first... is I, I sent you a lot of stuff from iFunny this week. Yeah. Um, no, my first note, actually, I want to start off because it actually uh, ties into the start of this movie. Uh, I sent you a note that said, Jesus Christ, how much was Morgan Freeman paid for this movie? And I didn't check it at the time, but. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, the narrator in the movie. There was a narrator in this movie? Jesus Christ, you really don't remember this movie anymore. <laughs> there was a narrator at the start in the very end. 
No, there was a narrator throughout the movie. Like, periodically between, like, act breaks, the guy would, uh, he started the movie with, Not too far in the distant future, government passed a mandate to bring back prohibition, to ban all drugs and alcohol. And then throughout the movie, he would pop up. I found, I, I found, uh, I found the first thing, the first note I sent you was about the girls hanging out of the moonroof. That, wow, that is well over an hour into the movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, like I said, I didn't, I did not want to talk about this movie. Because I've got, I've got Sunday, the first note I sent you is, the binge is terrible. Then we start talking about uh, a couple things that aren't related to the movie. And then I send you, eventually get back to the movie, and I just say, I laughed at the girls with the sunroof. Like, literally, that's my first note on the movie, other than this movie's terrible. Jesus, you really were way more disconnected from this movie than I was. <laughs> that's hilarious. That almost yeah, makes it sound I, dude, worse I'm than so Eurovision. Because you sent me a lot more notes about Eurovision. <laughs> Here's the thing. Eurovision was so bad, it convinced me to complain. This movie was so bad, I was like, you know what? I could just ignore this, maybe. And I, like... <laughs> You know what I mean? This is a different time of this is a different kind of break. Like the Eurovision broke you to the point of anger. The binge now at this point, you're already scarred over from Eurovision being like three weeks ago, and you're just like, eh, I've already seen the worst. Like, I got nothing to say. The <laughs> Here's the thing. The binge broke me in a way where I no longer see the good in humanity and I just drift aimlessly through life while waiting for every moment to pass by, ultimately leading to a dark ending. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Y'all want to read my poetry? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Man, I guess I'm going to lead this review. (laughs) But no, back to what I was saying was... uh, the narrator that you clearly forgot was in this movie and appeared periodically and then even tailed the end of this movie with, yes, during the binge, there will be a lot of ambulance calls. There will be some deaths. But hopefully this will bring about the pure sobriety of America or whatever he says at the end of it. I swear, I I thought that was Morgan Freeman and I, (laughs) it's not going to go viral or anything, but... I will probably be a part of the 10 people that watched this that were convinced it was Morgan Freeman, and it actually wasn't. Because that was Frank one of the... Caliendo? No, no, no. That was one of the, the first notes I sent you was, Jesus Christ, how much was Morgan Freeman paid for this? And it turns out it is an actor named Josh Robert Thompson. He was uncredited in this movie he just did it just to do the voice and then he didn't have his name in it just to he probably said he's probably said if i do it will you leave my name off it and leave me alone and they're like yeah well no i maybe not but uh but no he's a he is a voiceover actor like that's what he does like it's just voiceover he's never in front of the screen uh one notable credit he has was being uh (laughs) Craig Ferguson's robot skeleton sidekick, Jeff Peterson, on uh, The Late Show, or The Late Late Show. And then, basically... Oh my god. That, dude, did you ever watch that show? No, I never watched Craig Ferguson's show, no. That, my dad used to DVR it. That is the most out there late night show I'd ever seen. 
Really? And you remember the skeleton? Yeah. Yeah. Unless, Dude, the skeleton funny. was insane. It was the skeleton was like his Andy Richter uh for Conan. Uh hang on a second, I gotta sneeze. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Never mind, I don't have to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Like I started feeling it coming and I was like, I'm going to sneeze. And then I started looking at the light because that helps me sneeze. And then it went away. So now our users know what I almost sound like sneezing because I was not <laughs> going to mute the microphone. <laughs> anyway, no, you, you know, uh, John Robert Thompson from, <laughs> from playing the skeleton sidekick on the late show. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, he's also got a lot of I think video his name game was credits. Jeff. Yeah, uh, Jeff Peterson. That was the name of the skeleton. Yeah, yeah. That that's funny. He's um, he's got a lot of video game credits. Uh, two movie credits that I'll just highlight here is uh, he was the narrator on Yogi Bear, and he was also the narrator on Scary Movie Five. Oh, so he does top notch movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, he was also uh, he's got random voices on uh. The Cleveland Show, uh, Cleveland Show, and Family Guy. So yeah, he's, probably. so I mean, he's just he's just a, a voiceover actor. Like he just kind of when you're a voiceover actor, you can just do whatever you want and just happen to appear in this and that and just just oh cool, you happen to be in this. Like you can I don't know. There's a lot of freedom when it comes to voiceover acting, and I just thought it was funny. I that's the only reason I brought it up was the fact that <laughs> this guy wasn't Morgan Freeman and. As dumb as it makes me sound, I was convinced, Jesus Christ, this movie did not have the budget to pay Morgan Freeman. What pay cut did he have to take to do this movie? Like, <laughs> Was this the piece of trivia you were teasing me before we started recording? Yeah, because I told you about the other thing that I read that actually doesn't have anything to do with our thoughts on the movie itself. It's more about the director, but what it's... It's more terrifying of what Hulu's going to do. Well, yeah, the, well, for listeners, fine, I'll, it doesn't take that much time. Listeners, uh, the director of this, uh, Jason, his name? I think his name's Jason. Jason! <clears throat> Jason! Play heavy right Or Jeremy, no, sorry, Jeremy, I closed the tab. Uh, Jeremy, uh, his production company, American High, which you see in bright neon letters at the start of this movie, and is also the name of the high school, the American High Eagles, or whatever the mascot is. Come! <laughs> Can I get a car? <laughs> Can I get a ca- Dude, he sounds like a Boston guy that's like trying to carjack people with a gun and no one's stopping. Wait, what? Get that, it? Because that- they don't say the letter R. Oh, I was going to say, that was a very, very specifically targeted joke. <laughs> <laughs> Chowda. Can I get a car? <laughs> Anyway, uh, but no, American High. I gotta High. go find my cockies. So that means in some people you have to go find your pants. Other people means you have to go find your car keys. Just depends out, where you're from. Out in Baston Harbor. <laughs> Can I get a Sam Adams and some oysters? Chowder. Do not, poo- do not poo-poo Sam Adams. Sam Adams is a great beer. I'm not poo-pooing it. I've never had it. I, I, I will poo-poo it after I've had it if I do not like it. But I've not had it, so I won't poo-poo it. You and your St. Louis, you and your St. Louis loving Budweiser. I can't believe you haven't had a Sam Adams. So here's the thing. 
when I went to Boston, I was under 21. I would have tried one there. I, I think I was like 19 or 20. That would have been. Dude, you just don't really see him in Indiana that much. You really don't. That would have been what I brought to your bachelor party if I knew you never even tried just the boilerplate, like just Sam Adams, quote unquote. Like not even the Boston lager. I've been or... wanting. I've been I've been wanting to try the one. Um, I think they put orange peels in it. That one sounds good. I don't know what one it's called, but I remember them advertising it on TV once. I'm like, yeah, we put orange this. Oktoberfest. Like I I. Is that October? Dude, I don't know, but I'd be interested in trying it. <laughs> I love that we've got on this old beer danger while we're talking about a movie about pe- about teenagers getting drunk. <laughs> you want me to read the, the, the ingredients to this Budweiser? It'll be more entertaining than this movie was. No, no. Let's get back to the movie. Uh, what I was going to say was that this director now has an overall deal with Hulu, so we're going to get a lot more movies from him. That was the other thing I was talking about besides... This guy is not actually. Yay! Yay! More disappointment! Yay! I'm ready to write this guy's career off. Honestly, he literally I don't know called... what else he's done or what else he's gonna do, but I'm ready to write this dude's career off. He literally like when he. Um... Oh, I got one more thing at trivia that actually ties into this. Say, um... say the quote. Make sure you say the quote that he said of what he wants to be, because that's a high standard to shoot for. Oh, no, no, I, I, I will. I got the other thing at trivia I'll say after. So in this interview that I read, that was like a whole fluff piece profile about how, where he came from and how he became who he is and how he got this overall deal with Hulu. Uh, Jeremy said that he originally wanted to become the Bloom House of the American High School Comedy, wherein he was so, you so know, ins- pretty terrible and occasionally okay. Well, he is occasionally his- good. His inspiration, his his um, I, idol is John Hughes, which honestly is not a bad idol. John Hughes made a lot of great movies. It's a not lot of great Adam Sandler. John Hughes. Oh, ooh, I would say John Hughes is a much better filmmaker than Adam Sandler by far. Oh, no question. Oh, oh I 100%. am. What I'm getting. What I'm getting at is based <laughs> on the quality of this movie. It's not Adam Sandler. Oh, that's what you said. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So That's what I'm he, getting at is this movie reminds yeah. me of an Adam Sandler movie much more than it does a John Hughes movie. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. So he's inspired you by... you can take that to the bank. Do you want to know the last bit of trivia I have of, of this movie that's actually remotely interesting? Since, I mean, I can just knock it out of the way here. He literally... He literally bought an abandoned high school in Syracuse, New York State. And that is where they filmed this movie. Is he on a list somewhere? I can I can send this you the article awfully, I read. This. Awfully obsessed with high school. I will send wow. you the article where I read this, where he says, "Yes, I bought a high school because I want to do what John Hughes did." Because I I didn't realize this either. John Hughes used the same high school in Sixteen Candles and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So what he wanted to do was buy this abandoned high school in uh, upstate New York in Syracuse. And he wants to have this as, like, a permanent, like, set that, like, it's like a permanent studio where if they want the big high school shot, they can use that. Or just, like, turn any whatever classroom they're not using into a set for whatever they want to do. Like, he wants to turn the school into literally a studio that he owns. Which, honestly, I'm not going to lie, that's kind of cool he got the income for that. 
and this guy's version of Ferris Bueller. Ferris, they're going to be like, oh, this one kid's pretending to be sick and he's going to die. And then it turns out that he's not sick and he's going to die. But his best friend does suddenly. <laughs> and then Vince okay, Vaughn's going to wander in and be like, I got a mustache now. Aren't I funny? Okay, so I can. I'm not going to do a scene by scene breakdown. This movie's not worthy of it. But basically, please don't. <laughs> please don't. I'm begging you not to. No, no, no. I can. I, I, I. There's only a couple handful of moments I want to talk about. Basically, the whole setup of this movie is, like I was saying before, Morgan Freeman tells us that prohibition has happened again, but it's sweeping through all narcotics, drugs, alcohol. And now it's the year 2032, which, by the way, in the near future, is not hidden very well because it's very, in very clearly... In the near clearly... future! Which, by the way, it is very clearly stated multiple times that it's 2032, so you can't say in the near future and then have a concrete date. That is just stupid, lazy filmmaking. So, uh, anyway, it's the... That's not it's... the only stupid, lazy filmmaking this movie has. So it's like, what, a week before prom, and this kid wants to have a big promposal for his girl, and when he tries to promposal this girl that he's known for his entire life, and we used to play make-believe together, and we were blah, 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 blah. Her, her locker explodes the, with that, confetti. That make-believe, that make-believe debt collector won't stop calling me. <laughs> you're just saying that you're a deadbeat. That was Even in your imagination. Good. That was honestly kind of cute. I, I I believe their chemistry in that moment where they, like, actually, like, I don't know. I thought it was funny that, like, they're rem- reminiscing that they're little kids, but they're talking about extremely adult things like taking out a mortgage and the debt collector. I honestly thought that was kind of cute. Can I, can I tell you what is honestly the funniest part of the movie for me? Sure. Honestly, the funniest part of the movie is when he's texting her later on. <laughs> And he's like, can I take you to prom or something? And it's like, I'm going to get you pregnant because I'm a virgin with autocorrect. What? It doesn't. It's so ridiculous because he's like, I want to take you to prom. And then it's changed it to, I want to get you pregnant. Okay. That's the same amount of words, even though it doesn't make sense, but that's the same, close to the same amount of words. And then it's like, because I'm a virgin. I was like, that doesn't even make sense why that got added on. <laughs> you recapping that is funnier than the moment was for me it's in the movie. It's so stupid. Why, why would the phone change to that? It doesn't make any sense. That's well, like if I was texting you, hey, man, I'm going to I'm gonna go to Burger King, and then I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to watch uh, Lethal Weapon. It's like if it changed it to, hey, man, I'm going to go to the – I'm going to go to the booby club and then because I'm a virgin, like it doesn't make any sense. The change again, you describing it as funnier than the movie actually was for me in that moment. I, uh, well, anyway, I, uh, the rest of what I was going to say was the promposal, her locker explodes and she gets a secret admirer that says, I'm going to ask you to prom later. The locker, Guess okay. who I am. Okay. You got, you, you have to clarify the locker. The locker explodes with confetti. It's I said not confetti. a bomb, and she doesn't. Oh, all I heard was the locker explodes. I was like, oh, no, dude, I, this is yeah. not like an. This is not like. <laughs> this is not a different high school movie where stuff's exploding <laughs> and people are dying. No, 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 no. I said before it was confetti. So, 
but it's an anonymous note that says, "This is the ask Hunger you, Games." <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to prom later, and then she's like, "Oh my god, who's it gonna be?" And her best friend's just like, "Oh, I bet it's Ian. He liked to. <laughs> I bet it's Ian. He liked to post I bet it's that Sam you made Adams. 18." No, it's no, it's it's Ian because he liked the post you made 18 months ago. <laughs> I thought that, that was line funny. was. I thought that line was pretty funny. So so anyway, now it doesn't uh, it doesn't top the cell phone autocorrect, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, I I that was one of my notes was that specific line because that made me laugh a lot. So uh, so anyway, now we're uh, we're introduced to Vince Vaughn. He's doing a whole breakdown of like be careful during the binge. And it's basically just like why you shouldn't drink and drive on prom. Like it's that whole rundown where he calls out a, <laughs> he calls out a burn victim a couple times. Uh, but you, anyway, you ever, we, we had operation safe prom at high school. Yeah. Where there was and that they, like, busted simulated up car the in the car crash. Lot. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. There's it's all like the that fake except, blood. It's like that except principal Newell wasn't pointing at a burn victim. Just going, this is who died in that car. <laughs> What what was the thing about Fantas? I didn't understand that. Oh, I that was like him calling her out in public about like something about the Fantas not being in the vending machines or something like that. I mean, I don't remember the joke specifically anymore. He comes back but... later in the movie too. Well, yeah, when they both have Fantas and she's in his house and just uh, whatever. So, anyway, I'm going to fast forward a little bit because now at this point, we are now introduced to the central conflict they have to go to this party at the... Was it the public library? Or was it within the school library? I think it was in the public library. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it was some library. might have been the Library of Congress, for all I know. Anyway, they have to go... Now, the three best friends all have to go to this party on Purge Night, which is not prom night. I, I want to make that clear. Prom is still a week away, but today is the, is the binge. So everybody, this is the one day of the year they all get messed up, and so, kind of like Superbad, they have to go to this one party where he can profess his love to the girl, to which he can then take her out to prom. I mean, prom's not a thing in Superbad, but it's the same conceit of just, or, he's gonna go to this party, they're gonna bring a bunch of booze, and then he's gonna profess his love to this girl. And it's... Ugh, oh my gosh. I mean, is there anything, like, from here to the end of the movie... Like, now that I've said, like, up to this point, like, you know how the rest of this movie goes out. They Man, it's it's so – this is such a generic movie. Like, I'm not even kidding you. The cow thing felt super forced, but I was like – like I, was, I literally went – I have seen this in so many other movies, and I can't remember them off the top of my head. But I was like, I've seen this before. Okay, thank you for bringing um, up the cow. I I think the cow was the part of the movie that nearly broke me because I just – why they're wasting all this time on this cow other than, haha, well, they're all messed up, so of course they're gonna care about this cow on the side of the road. But on top of that, it's like, it's like American Sniper where they're. They... How did the driver end up in the back seat? Uh, because the girls in the back were like, hey, we need, we need a guy back here. And then the three teenagers are like, oh, one of us. And then the girl's like, no, we want you. And pointed at the driver. And then he was just like, Okay, kids, here, take the wheel. And then he crawled in the back of the limo. So the over-18 driver was, like, all over the high school girls that weren't 18. Uh, yeah, te te technically, unless they were all like me and they were 18 senior year. 
unless unless maybe I missed something. Did they say you had to be 18 to binge? Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I forgot that. <laughs> I forgot that detail. <laughs> so, okay, so presumably uh, versus like my perception of our senior year, my perception of senior year was I was one of the older kids in the class and like gradually throughout the year a lot of other kids turned 18. So, apparently right now I turn I turned I think I turned 18 yeah, I turned 18 in high school. Okay, I was 18 in July before our senior year started. Okay, so yeah, I turned I turned 18 because we graduated 2011 and I would have been 18 in 2010. Yeah, I was 18 in no, high school. Dude, we were born in the same year. I was 18 in July, you would have been 18 in October. Yeah. So yeah, so everybody in this universe already is 18 before their senior year starts apparently. So <laughs> Versus a lot of people, like, in our class that were 17 for most of their senior year. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> anyway, the, the cow scene. <laughs> I hate the cow scene. That cow is so fake. Dude, I, it, that, cow, that cow, I'm not kidding you, reminded me so much of, like, I've not even seen Freddy Got Fingered, but, like... Hey, hey me either. The scene, the scene that it gets talked about all the time where Tom Green just like is driving and then just looks over and it's just like literally goes and just sees a horse with a boner and then he walks up and starts jacking it off and he's like look at me i'm a cowboy woody woo yeah like that's what this cow scene was like for me i was just like what this is so out of nowhere it literally looked like a paper mache cow like that's how cheap this movie was and then of course like how are we gonna wake this cow up let's give it a lot of drugs and then it shoots the milk all over them, it's and then of course it ends on with him eye. getting hit by a truck. Because what else is a cow gonna do in a movie besides gets hit by a freaking truck? So I want to get to that in a second. But they rubbed cocaine on the cow's eye. Well, they didn't have the adrenaline shot from Pulp Fiction, so. Well, then they start stabbing it with the shot, and I mean stabbing it, not stuck it. They like oh. the kid literally just kept stabbing the cow with the freaking After needle. After it was stuck in the other guy's forehead. That's right. No, that's right. Yeah. But so the part where the cow gets hit by the truck, I could see from a mile that was coming. But I laughed when it happened because that's the kind of person I am. I I couldn't. I just I knew it was coming. Everything that was happening was just like, oh, ha ha. It's like Pulp Fiction. We got to use drugs to wake this cow up. And then the cow was fake on top of that. And like it's everything about that scene just drove me crazy. One thing really earlier in the film that I do want to. I just, to add a positive on this, like, if we're going to do, like, negative, positive, negative, positive. One scene that I did really, really laugh at, um, besides what I already talked about, um, was when, before they start this whole driving to the party, um, when, uh, the best friend, um, I'm pulling his name back up here, when, uh, uh, Dexter Darn's character, uh, Hags, when he's sitting in the band uh, area, and he's just practicing his trombone, and the girls are talking about like, oh my gosh, I love foreign guys. And... <laughs> I would so go to Olive Garden with a foreign guy. And then, and then he goes, he makes the trombone like, and then he knocks everything over, and then he goes, oh, I'm so sorry, I think I dropped my passport here too. Like, I thought, I thought that whole back and forth was really funny. Like, wait, you're 
Wait, you have a passport? Yeah, I'm I'm from the motherland. Oh wait, no, 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 not that motherland. I'm 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 from Africa. I'm from I'm from Africa. I, dude, that whole back and forth made me crack up. I honestly thought that was really funny. Eh. Um. I thought it was funny later in the movie when they go to or not funny. Let me rephrase that. Uh, I thought it was uh overly played out and stupid. <laughs> when they go to the party. I feel better. Whoa. Um, but they go to the party. <laughs> uh, the main party at the end. Not not. I know the party that you thought was funny was when Vince Vaughn goes to the quote unquote MILF party. Dan's words, not mine. Oh, my God. Okay. And Th- that's literally the last part of this movie I thought was funny. Okay. So what what I said, three things that were funny in this movie. The uh, the one line at the very beginning about the, the, the Instagram, the trombone, and then Vince Vaughn at the party with all the mothers. Outside of those three moments that equate to, like, 12 minutes of this 145-minute runtime, yeah, the majority of this movie's not funny. This was not This was not 145 minutes. This was not 90 minutes long. This was, uh... You, dude, you're saying 145 minutes. Two hours and 25 minutes. Oh, no, no, no. It was an hour and 40 minutes. Sorry. Out of this... A hundred minute runtime. I think I laughed at maybe less than ten minutes of this movie. I laughed at f- uh, four minutes, basically. <laughs> um, not really anything in this scene. I actually found this scene to be one of the more annoying scenes in the movie. Which is the mom party. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I left. I, I, the thing I laughed the hardest at, honestly, was when he like finally broke and was just like, "I can find out your tax returns. I can figure out if your mortgage is paid off. I will make your life a living hell." So I'm gonna ask you one more time, where, er, or where is my daughter? And then the one mom is just like, "Oh, I love your passion for this character, but." Damn, that is way too dark. We just want to see your dick. Like <laughs> that broke me. That that line really broke me. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> so the scene, the scene I was referencing before this that I thought was really stupid and ridiculous and overplayed out and contrived was the fact that when they get to the end part of the movie and it turns out that he used to be like the party animal and he is known as El Pantera. Oh, El Pantera, and yes. Frankly, that was a that frankly, was, if you want to not surprise me you that's claim, at all. If you want to claim th- by the way, did you see the posters for El Pantera throughout the movie before that? I saw I noticed that he the only time I noticed that it could have been him was when he beat the crap out of that kid outside the the restaurant. No, no, no. Yeah, he beats the crap out of that kid, and then I think it think it was that scene in the background. There's El Pantera posters. Like I don't remember an- that, or it's whenever it's whenever his daughter is sitting there waiting for someone to text her, and then her friend is making out with somebody. In the background, there are posters that say El Pantera. Oh no, no, okay, no, no, no. I know the scene you're talking about. I don't remember a poster there, but when he beat the crap out of the guy at the restaurant, and he said, "Uh." Tell him Pantera sent you," and I didn't realize what he was saying in that moment, but there was a panther. Not a poster, but a, just a panther on the restaurant. Like that was that first visual. Clue. Well, there's there's post there's posters and other shots of the movie that say El Pantera. But the thing is, if you're gonna claim to be a wild, crazy party person and go by the name Pantera, and your name is not Dimebag Daryl Abbott, 
You are not Pantera. Pick a different name. Yeah, I literally have no idea who that is. Uh, the guitarist from Pantera who was playing in a different band called Damage Plan, and then a guy ran on stage and shot a mid-performance, and he died. Is that the guy that would, like, poo on stage and, like... No, no, that's Gigi Allen. Uh, see, the thing, the difference between Gigi Allen and Dimebag is Dimebag had, had talent. <laughs> really? Dude, some, his guitar playing is some of the best I've seen. But... Uh, look up stories of him partying. Oh my god. Wait, Dimebag or Gigi? Because I know the story of Gigi. Dimebag. Okay. Dimebag. Look up stories of Dimebag partying. First of all, he got the nickname Dimebag. That dude likes to party. Oh uh, yeah, but, your nickname's Dimebag. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but like one of the one of the things I saw recently was an interview he did where this guy it was like cribs except it was for metal so it wasn't as like staged. It was a guy coming over checking out like his house and his guitars and stuff like that. Um. And he, in his house, just started throwing, like, firecrackers at the guy's feet. It's like, you're in your house, dude. Like, you're going to burn it down. <laughs> um, but the other thing, too, I don't know what it is, but when he's like, I'm El Pantera, and he, like, takes off his shirt and, like, all that crap, I'm not kidding you. I literally was like, dude, can we drop this whole Jekyll and Hyde thing in movie especially in movies but especially in like binge drinking movies where it's like they have an alter ego like here's the thing that topped out with will ferrell in old school that really topped out with will ferrell in old school because will ferrell's able to pull it off because he's able to be a man child maniac and he's also able to pull off a responsible adult and someone who's struggling with staying with going in between those two mannerisms vince vaughn i'm sorry dude you're a fast talker. That's all you can really pull off. You can't pull off someone struggling with their identity. Have I ever told you I've never actually seen Old School all the way through? What? No, I've I've seen bits of Old School. I've never, like, start to finish. I, I'm making that very clear. I've seen scenes of Old School, but I've never seen Old School literally start to finish. Okay, you talk. I'm looking on Just Watch. I know Todd Phillips directed it, too, the guy that did The Hangover and uh, Joker. But, no, I've not seen Old School all the way through. I know Vince Vaughn's in that, too. Isn't Vince Vaughn in Old School? Yeah, Vince Vaughn's one of the main guys. Yeah, and Will Ferrell. It's on Fubo. What the hell is Fubo? And it is a $3 rental on Amazon, YouTube, Fandango, Voodoo, Redbox is $2.99. Apple TV is $3.99. No, not 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 cheap enough. We no, not cheap enough. <laughs> it's a classic. What are you talking about? This movie's awesome. I'm not saying it's not awesome. I'm just saying not cheap enough. I'd we need to keep it free for the show for a little bit. Well, no, I already know what my next time machine pick's going to be. You thought I wouldn't remember a week later, didn't you, Daniel? You thought I'd forget. You were calling us such but a no, bluff no. here on mic. I I'm calling BS. Remember off mic. I I'm so going to see if you actually remember. Requiem for a dream. Ugh. Boom. Damn you. Damn you. Damn you. I hate that I own this movie. <laughs> I own it too. <laughs> Ugh, I hate that I own this movie. Get ready to be uncomfortable. Ugh. Well, at least I got some time to, to get myself ready for it. God. 
Why are we still talking about this movie? Well, because we haven't talked about the 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 dance sequence that happens in the middle of it, the uh, the random musical number when they're tripping on mushrooms. What is that? Why is that in the movie? Honestly, the chorus, like, the chorus had some clever wordplay. Oh, the one where it's like, well, the one where it's like, yeah, the do some crack that chorus is catchy like do some smack like yeah that honestly the wordplay they they play it they play it during the credits like it's the it's the beginning part of the credits that that chorus is catchy yeah no it's the rest of the song sucks yeah it's super catchy but yeah it just it's very bizarre that like i mean at this point in the movie like i was just i just rolled my eyes i was just like okay why not we're gonna have a four minute la la land sequence about drugs like because why not at this point you know they're not going to have a sequence where it's like a super trippy, like, well, like you said, Requiem sequence where it's just like, oh, my Dude, God, we're on song mushrooms. And dance like, number, no, it's going to be comical. This song and and just dance like, number whatever. reminds me. It reminds me of the visuals in the in the uh, the scene where they try uh, HFS in 21 Jump Street for the first time. I wish we had a sequence like that in this stages. movie. I really wish. We well, did. no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying. I'm not saying the entertainment factor. I'm saying just the visuals kind of remind me of that. I I disagree. I don't think anything visually was that interesting about any of their hallucinations or being drunk or just like I that's what I'm saying. I wish we had a sequence like we did in 21 Jump Street because like this whole movie is supposed to be, oh, they're messed up the whole time and really like there's nothing that creatively done visually with any of the like wait, we smoked pot and PCP, and, like, and then they do cocaine in one sequence, and then they do shrooms in another sequence, and then, like, it's just, like, this movie had the potential to, like, go so much more wild than it did, and then really it's just a crappy version of Superbad. Like, that that's kind of all this movie is to me. Uh, yeah, dude, I... I it, it makes no sense. They don't hit, like, the kids aren't in show choir... There's no hint at musical numbers in this movie. Like, it's a drug hallucination. It's a drug hallucination. Well, the the band sequence in this movie, like, is the closest musical thing that really is shown. And it's just a guy, like, with a trombone. Like, there is no hinting that there's going to be an old... What? No, no, no. I'm saying that's the closest hint there is, but there's, like, no hint at this. And well, that's the thing. When they're on drugs, the way that the director decided to perceive them being on shrooms is that they're processing how they're going through the night or what, however he would rather phrase it. Just at this point when they're on shrooms, like, the way he wanted to, to, to show them on drugs instead of having, like, a whole trip out, like, freaky scene... It's just going to be like, okay, he passes out, and then he just imagines that they're in a La La Land, like, old-school 50s musical sequence. That's all it is. I hated it. I did, too. I'm just trying to justify... I'm, I'm just trying to pretend I understand why the director decided to do this in the movie, even though I agree it was a stupid decision. Like, Stop defending him. I'm not, I'm not defending... I'm like a defense attorney. I'm just saying, Yana... This is why he clubbed that person in the head. <laughs> Can we talk about the the, the last thing I want to say before Nick Cage? I swear to God, this is the last thing I want to say before Nick Cage. I want your opinion on the twist ending. 
What is the twist ending? Uh, you really did forget this movie. <laughs> well, no. What I'm getting at is, is it that he goes to prom with her? Well, no. It's it. Well, not just that. It's the twist. That's no. Actually, that's not a twist at all. Like you saw that coming a mile away. But yeah, that's why I'm confused. The fact that the guy who set up the promposal was his best friend all along to give him a little bit of a push to finally talk to this girl. I actually thought... Oh, yeah, I didn't see that coming from a mile away. Oh, dude, I thought that was actually really clever. I act- I That actually got me. The, the moment... Okay, I was suspicious of it. The moment I knew is when he goes, I know for a fact that that guy did not ask her. That's when I absolutely knew. But I was suspicious of it from the start. Because how how hard his friend was pushing him, despite him oh, shut his up. Are you watching seri- someone are you else ask the question. Yes, it's not a good twist. It's terrible. Why did you not push? Why did you not set up the girl that I was thinking about asking to prom like that for me? Then when we were in high school, huh? That's because I had a hard time asking the girls I liked in high school. <laughs> Okay, that uh, seriously, that okay then. I I I was actually kind of shocked by that. Like I did not read into Maybe it was a lack of engagement with me, like maybe it was just disengagement where I just was actually taken back by that. Just like, "Oh, I guess I could have read those context clues." But No, I I actually thought that was kind of a cool twist. No. Just no, <laughs> no, bad kitty, bad. Not kitty, this is bad, bad, bad. <laughs> I, dude, really, like Nicolas Cage. Can we be done with this? This is this. I don't know why we're still going on it. Well, that's just what we do. It's what we do. Um, you you say yours first, because really, like my I, I kind of struggled with my pick for this for this cab driver, or limo driver. Oh, he's just list- listing off all the, you got your smack, you got your pack, you got your, you got <laughs> all the ridiculous nicknames that he was listing off. Yeah. Yeah. Who would be the other Nick Cage in the moment where it's clearly jumping between one actor and another actor, just continually listing off names? What? Do you remember in that sequence where he was just rambling off just random, just nonsense drug names, and it literally was like... A close-up of him and then it went to the white shot and it was another actor and then it was a close oh no i don't remember that <sighs> why did i ask this question <laughs> i'm not asking you to rewatch it again but literally in that sequence i can guarantee you i will not no literally it was after they smoked the pcp but you didn't realize they smoked the pcp it was a little hint that they were tripping out and literally the driver kept switching actors as he was list- listing off a bunch of different uh, do you, names like that. Do you want to know the best PCP joke I've ever heard in my life? It's not in this movie. I I love this setup. I don't care what the punchline is. I just need to know what this punchline is now. <laughs> it's, a da- it's a Dave Chappelle joke. It's from a skit where... This one lady has very large breasts and she claims she doesn't want, she wishes she doesn't want them. And then it's supposed to be like, it's a wonderful life, but for her with not having big breasts. (laughs) And then, and then they're just like, she's like, how are you able to show me all these things? He goes, what are you talking about? I'm just a janitor who loves PCP. (laughs) Best PCP joke I've ever heard. Again, not in this movie. Ah, uh, that's awesome. I, I want to look that up again. Uh, 
Who's your pick for Cage? Dude, honestly, no one really stood out to me while I was watching it. Like Vince Vaughn. So, ah, <laughs> my voice. Vince Vaughn, Vaughn. So we don't have to. You would pick Vince Vaughn so that we wouldn't have to tolerate his intolerable performance. I guess. I mean, I. Sir, can you get off the counter and stop licking the menu pictures? My boss says you can't do that again. Honestly, I guess Vince Vaughn would be my pick, but another, but like right now, thinking about it, because I honestly didn't write a note down for who Nick Cage should be. <laughs> Part of me thought about it being, um, I call him the the the, what was it? The guy in cap? It's the same name as the guy in the cabaret, the master of entertainment or the the master of whatever. Like the guy, the masturbator. No, the guy who was hosting the party at the very end, uh, and the move. Oh, dude, that guy was so bad. I've seen him and stuff, but like. His line reads in this were terrible. I thought he could be the guy on the DJ booth, like, oh, and here comes the alligator. Like, <laughs> everybody, look out, it's El Pandora. I honestly thought him, but honestly, but Vince Vaughn wouldn't be a bad pick either. Like, if Vince Vaughn, again, at the MILF party, or earlier in the movie where he's just like, you know, you're going to Brown, and, you know... You're my favorite brown guy. Wait, so, maybe I shouldn't say that. Let's let's not take that out of context. <laughs> with with this being a Vince Vaughn movie, who would you have Owen Wilson be? Oh wow! I I wish you asked me that before. Wow! Oh wow! I wow. That's a hard. Hey everybody, look at all this cocaine. Wow! That's a hard question. Wow! I mean, I don't know. You know, he could have. He's a little too old to be a high school student. Wow. Um, you know, you know what sound he'd make after he snorted a line of cocaine during the Al Pacino impression. By oh, the way, what? Uh, what? the what sidekick would he say impression after of Pacino. He a bunch of cocaine. Let me take a wild guess. <laughs> so, one thing, real quick: the sidekick's impression of Al Pacino after snorting a mountain of cocaine is incredibly good. But oh, part of me, part of me was Owen... convinced it was just Al Pacino from Scarface. They just dubbed it over and paid for it. But then, like his voice cracked a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, actually, he's actually doing a pretty good impression." So say good night to the bad guy. Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, it was actually no. his Owen monologue was... was actually a completely different part of the movie that I forgot about. Like I almost texted you and said, "Wait, which part of the movie is he quoting?" This is the is the restaurant scene. Oh, um, that's right. Okay. There we go. It's after it's after they get into it at the restaurant and everyone starts staring at him and he just goes off. Yes. Oh, um, thank you. You think you're better than me? Yes. Thank you for um, reminding me. I was, it was driving me nuts when he was doing that. Frankly, frankly, that's one of my more favorite parts of the movie just because that's a very good speech. So say good night to the bad guy and then he walks out of the restaurant. I love but that the girl. I love Owen that the Wilson would say. I love that the girl was just like, I have my word and my balls. And I don't break either of them for nobody. <laughs> Did, what about my note <laughs> about why she she can't be a cokehead? Oh, let's not repeat that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not repeating it. That note was um, terrible. <laughs> but, but anyway, Owen Wilson would say after snorting a giant mountain of cocaine, he would go. Ciao. <laughs> 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 and then Disney would be like, "You're out of the franchise." <laughs> that was not where I thought you were going with that. <sighs> okay, that payoff was a lot better than I thought you were gonna do. 
What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to... I thought the setup was going to be the same, just... But then you just go... Wow. <laughs> I love the car ref. I love the car's reference. That was a lot funnier. That was that was that was great. <laughs> Show me your tail lights. Wow. <laughs> Is that pinstriping I see? Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're you're an Italian performance car. Wow. Wow. Oh my god, I saw her tailpipe. Wow. Ugh, <laughs> uh, I'm done. They call the tailpipe the devil's driveway. Wow. <laughs> I'm done talking about this. Movie. I gotta get some more windshield wiper fluid and put it in the tailpipe. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> For safety! <laughs> I'm done now. I I know you were done. I'm done now. Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're done now? As in you finished? <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh my god. This terrible... Terrible, stupid way to end this review is more entertaining than anything in this movie besides maybe when when he says, I'm going to get you pregnant because I'm a virgin. I Okay, that line has a really good callback payoff, though, with Vince Vaughn when he goes, I appreciate your honesty. Oh, right. <laughs> I almost forgot that line. <laughs> and then Owen Wilson saw it in the corner, and Vince Vaughn was like, "Hey, look at this text this kid sent my daughter." And Owen Wilson was like, "Kachow!" And he's like, "Stop doing cocaine." <laughs> Can we just apologize for not talking about the booze bike and just go ahead and close this out? <laughs> the booze bike is in like every downtown metropolitan area. Right. That's the only thing I had to say about it is that the kid honestly could have spent like a hundred or t- six. He could have spent like maybe a hundred bucks out of his own pocket to cover all 10 people versus spending the 200 plus dollars per bike. Plus the wood plus learning how to weld to build his own so, bike. Like- <laughs> so, so Owen Wilson is the shop teacher at this high school. They just cut the scene where he unveils his project to the shop teacher and the teacher looks at it and he's just like, Wow. Wow, that thing slaps. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Tweet me the deets. Wow. That's what kids still say, right? Wait, say that again. Tweet me the deets. Wow. (laughs) Wow, what's your... As you can tell, I'm not the mastermind of Twitter. No, kids today say... uh, Wow, what's your at? Wow. <laughs> wow. Wait. <laughs> what kids say today? Fifth uh, fifth graders, they get on Xbox Live, and they're like, my dad owns Microsoft. Wow. <laughs> He's going to ban you. Wow. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this movie now. Right, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, this movie was terrible and it makes me, uh, regret having watched it. And like I said, this movie broke me in a way that I, uh, I just sit there and stare as life goes by. 
wondering when the darkness is going to consume me and that there is no joy in humanity anymore and that there's just no point. I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm not I'm not like that. I um, laughed I but... laughed a handful of times, but those again, those handful of times don't outweigh how just painfully cringeworthy the rest of this movie was. So I'm I'm a solid cookie. Nick, you're a cookie too, so I laughed more in the last 15 minutes of this review than I did in the entire movie. Oh, me too. 100%. Yeah. I I completely agree. So <laughs> So with that, we're going to take a very brief break. And <laughs> when we come back, ah, it burns my nose hairs. <laughs> when we come back. Ah. Uh, oh my gosh. When we come back, it'll be the second movie that we watched this week we'll see you then all right everybody thank you so much for checking out our review of the binge it is on hulu if you dare want to watch it after listening to us talk about it as always, thank you to Isla Marfin of Fugue for the bumper music during this episode. Next week, guys, we have uh, some news that we need to tell you about. For the first time, uh, I, there it was. Fugue. I was going to say, I thought I heard you just kind of whisper it. <laughs> I did, and then I looked, and I was like, no sound wave, and I was like, oh, I got to be loud. <laughs> Anyway, guys, uh, we got some news about next week's episode. Uh, for the first time in literally a year and a half since we started this show back in March of 2019, we are going to be taking a week off. Okay, stop. stop. I can hear your tears. I can hear you crying. I can hear you complaining. Stop. Stop. It's okay. It's okay. I heard rejoicing. <laughs> guys. <laughs> it'll it'll be okay it'll be okay we're taking a week off for a good reason because nick and i are going to be together uh it's it's no it's it's i mean do you want to say it or can i say it i i mean i'd rather you say it personally because it's you're you're the reason we're taking the week off and honestly it's a pretty great reason i'm the reason for the season i'm getting married i don't know if this has been mentioned at all especially in the past month but i'm getting married to my lovely fiance kelsey i'm gonna be there on the side throwing rice and i'm also fortunate enough to be handing them their rings for matrimony I cannot wait to see you commit to your ball and chain. I, I say that jokingly. <laughs> but yes, listeners, that is why we're taking next week off, because we are going to be uh, celebrating the matrimony of Nick and Kelsey. And honestly, as, I... As stressful as this as stressful as this week has been so far, I'm like, I can only imagine what next week's going to be like. And then I was like, can I imagine throwing the show in on top of it? No. Hey, Dan, let's just take the week off. Well, we were planning on uh, we we had a couple contingency plans. It's not worth talking about it since we're not doing them. But we did have a couple contingency plans. But I agree with Nick. We we need to just take the week off. Um, we're both going to be obviously Nick is the groom, and then I'm part of the wedding party. Not to brag, I'm the best man. But <laughs> but yes, we are. Uh, 
Again, we are going to take the week off next week to celebrate Nick's wedding. Maybe you'll see some social media posts. Maybe you only will if you're personal friends of ours, but uh, we'll decide that later. So, <laughs> uh, so that means what are we going to do two weeks from now uh, from the time you guys are listening to us? We do not have a plan for a brand new release, even though theaters are gradually once again opening up. We will not have a group, or I guess for lack of a better word, group review of uh, New Mutants or Tenant. Instead, we are going to do another streaming-only episode still. Uh, the first film that we are going to review is A Trip Into the Time Machine to 2019, just last year, for the Nicolas Cage film Primal! Yes, we're bringing Nicolas Cage back onto the show just a couple weeks after Moonstruck. The best way to set this movie up is, remember when we Nicolas reviewed Con Air last week? <laughs> Rem- that burp said Nicolas Cage, Con- by the way. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> but listeners, remember when we did Con Air last year? Imagine Con Air, but instead of on a plane, it's on a boat. And instead of Nick Cage with a bunch of criminals... It's with a bunch of animals. And That's all I'm going to say. It's really terrible CGI. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and yes, there are a couple movies that are called Primal also. Just if you see Nicolas Cage on the poster and it says from 2019, that is what we're going to be watching. It is on Amazon Prime. It is on Hulu. We are going to be watching the Nicolas Cage film Primal for our first review two weeks from now. Nick, let the listeners know what our second film we're going to be reviewing is. Uh, second film we're going to be reviewing is going to be Requiem for a Dream. I don't know the year, um, but yeah, it's a very uplifting movie. Uh, Requiem for a Dream, I just pulled it up here. It is the Darren Aronofsky film from the turn of the century, 2000. And yeah, it's... Definitely one of the happiest, cheeriest, most optimistic movies I've ever personally seen. I can't wait to just chum on about it with you about how optimistic the world is in this movie. Uh, by the way, I am kidding. This is one of the most horrifically depressing movies I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I haven't seen it since early college, and man, is it hard to sit through. I haven't watched it since high school, and it left that impression on me. I like when I bought the Blu-ray was the first time I watched it, and I have not watched it since I watched the Blu-ray. I bought it. I bought it in it college. Is... <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it since I bought it in high school, and Jesus, I am not looking. I'm glad I have a two-week buffer to prepare myself to watch this movie again because this is, ugh. man. I thought our first Darren Aronofsky film for the show was going to be Mother way back a many, many months ago before it got pulled off streaming the week I wanted to do it. So I guess this is my pittance. We're going to watch a movie that's even harder to sit through. So, <laughs> Yeah, this one, one of the last times I remember talking about it, uh, I was at work and I was not in my current position. I was still renting the cars out. Um, I was talking with my buddy Morgan um, we were at a branch and we were talking to a couple people at work about depressing movies and he goes, you want a depressing movie Requiem for a dream. And then I was like on the other side of the branch, uh, or location or whatever. And I was like, Oh my God. And he goes, you've seen that movie. And I was like, of course I've seen that movie. It wrecks weeks, not day weeks. 
Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm gonna quote Nicolas Cage in Vampire's Kiss. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, Bay The goddamn contract is somewhere in the goddamn file! Oh, man. But yeah, that's uh, that's what we got coming up in two weeks, guys. Again, next week we are going to be going dark, so don't be surprised when you don't see us in your feed. Uh, we are taking the week off, but do not fret. We will have two reviews and a Brandy Bite segment for you next week when we do Requiem for a Dream and Primal. Nick, remind everybody where they can reach out to us on social media. Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema, Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide, and Twitter at Brownie underscore cinema, as well as a email address, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. Make sure you send us Brownie Bites ideas, whether they are topics you want us to discuss, movies you want us to talk about their trailers, movies you want to make sure we go out of our way to review for regular reviews or Brownie uh, Time Machine reviews. Uh, or new releases, streaming, just anything you want us to know about, make sure you contact us, as well as uh, on any platform that lets you leave a review for us. Make sure you're leaving us reviews, five-star reviews, really help us. And if I find the review funny, I'll read it on air. Um, last I checked earlier this week, we st- our newest reviews were from last year. So, good job. Um, <laughs> please get us new reviews. <laughs> Yes, and as always, we will always be in your ears, except for next week, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Overcast, and all podcasting platforms, including Anchor.com. Right now, guys, um, I said it before, I'm going to keep saying it, because um, more so than what I was saying when COVID started, but um, just just things are crazy. The fact that you're listening to us while things are going on right now really means a lot to us. Uh, but don't lose sight of what's going on right now. There's hurricanes. Uh, there's wildfires. There's uh, unrest on social levels, bigger levels than that. Like, let's just say political levels. Uh, there, Obviously, COVID is still happening. So please wear your masks. Wash your hands. Be careful when you go outside. For safety. Uh, yeah, for safety. Um, I know I I know I know went to the theaters, but I did my precautions, just like you guys should. So uh, just as long as you're wearing your masks when you go outside, if you do that, please don't forget to be kind, be generous, and just be patient. We're only going to get to that light at the end of the tunnel that is there. Don't, do not forget that that light is there. Please just, we'll get there. It's going to take some time, but we will get there. So, with that, that was all we got for this episode of Brownie Points. When we come back, you'll be likely hearing us talk about our second film of the week. We'll see you then. You're not going to say what the second film of the week is? I literally forgot. Brain farted. Total recall. Let me say it's that again. Arnold in it. Total <laughs> recall. <laughs> How can you not recall Total Recall? It's about memory. I, yeah, I know, I know. Let me try it again. <sighs> memory, stop, stop. Good.
Nope. Okay. Nope. That's it. And... That's actually the outro. Nope. That's that's the outro. A shimmer of light, of hope. Of oh, there's a new movie. And then it's just some guy having diarrhea on our TV for an hour and a half to two hours. I'm really tired of that happening this year.